Okay. Hello again, everybody. So um, I have an awesome special guest here. Um, it's Vortex Trinity. And um, I came across a lot of her videos. I think uh, the first one I came across was like something about like Star Wars, like the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> and what I thought was an interesting take. And I, uh, I watched some of your other videos. I watched your video about Tenet, sort of a non-spoiler review of Tenet. And I, I was interested in seeing if we could collaborate. And um, yeah, really, really think I uh, want to thank you for coming by and um, doing this sure. review with me. Oh yeah, this is awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm Vortex Trinity on YouTube. Um, I'm on Twitter. I have a couple Twitters. Um, my main one is Lizzie Author One. I and as it says, I'm an author. I'm a self-published author on Amazon.com. I have a couple books, um, the Hidden Jewel series, um, and on my YouTube channel, I'm basically starting out with just basic film reviews. I love watching movies. I love talking about movies. So I figured why not make everyone listen to my opinion. Um, and I also like to do um, like, I'll try to do some more um, like lists, like with my Star Wars one. Um, I, I like talking about um, just writing in general, also like about writing characters and how to appreciate characters and how we can learn from writing and and things like that. And um, so it's just a, a passion of mine is writing. And so um, I just love to um, connect with other communities as well who like the same thing. So yeah, this is, uh, thanks for inviting me again. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I was really excited. I, th I definitely felt like there was some some crossover and there was a lot to talk about. Um, would definitely be excited to hear you talk about your writing and um, things like that. Cause like, you know, I sort of, write for film a bit myself i'm a filmmaker so i write a lot of the stuff that i try to shoot uh and we'd been talking before we started here that you were interested in getting into writing for film because you wanted to do adaptations of your own work um and you know ad adaptations is an extremely important part of filmmaking because the mediums are so different but if you understand what makes each medium kind of its own thing uh you can sort of come to the core of whatever your story is and you can translate that in any medium yes yeah, yeah definitely and i feel like you know that's why we love film and stories in general right it's like every everything has its own sort of unique take every medium has its own take that you want to portray and the more mediums you can get your story across the better your story is probably going to do yeah yeah and, and um you know kind of like um as a writer a lot of times I'll just have characters sometimes that are just in my head and you kind of need to get them out of your head and share them with the world. So that's another way to, you know, put them on paper. And then eventually if you get to translate them into another, um, um, you know, whether it's a TV show or movie or even a video game, then, then all the better. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I, cause I connect with characters. That's my thing is, is even if the plot is, is weird or crazy or not even a good plot, but if the character is really, really good, then job well done. So that's my biggest thing is I, I love creating characters and studying characters. And, and when I connect with other writers, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or even meeting other writers, I love hearing people talk about their characters because it's almost like they're introducing a friend to you if that doesn't sound strange to people who are not writers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, character is one of the core essential parts of the story. I mean, if you think about all of the stories we really care about, right? Like Harry Potter, it's named after the character that we, we connect with him. And yeah. we see this whole universe unfold through his point of view. 
um yeah star wars right a lot of it's some skywalker luke skywalker or right princess leia or um han solo um even like the side characters like chewbacca and the the droids like um one of the interesting things about star wars was like george lucas actually sort of he saw the whole saga as this thing unfolding in front of these the droids like he saw almost like yeah. the the like r2d2 and 3cpo were the when the window that we understand the whole world through right, right and they're the one constant out of all this conflict um <clears throat> and yeah, you know actually they're great characters and they're robots right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so speaking of characters <laughs> now we come to tenet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. man the characters in this film oh I boy like, i feel like the plot of tenet is a character in itself it's like <clears throat> yeah it's it's crazy um <laughs> so one of the one of the things i really find interesting about tenet is tenet feels like a type of film where when you like there's some films like look there's some artists and storytellers that they're on a different level than all of us, you know, yeah, yeah. us, us, us mere humans, right. <laughs> who, who are unable to, to comprehend how, how deep their mind is able to, to create this type of storytelling. Yeah. Um, the, the person who comes to my mind is like Charlie Kaufman, who I think is just like an incredible writer, incredible what he's able to do and able to do stuff that sort of breaks a lot of rules in a lot of ways. Um, this feels like the type of, if I wrote this script and I gave it to someone and I just had my name on it, all maybe all the same names of the characters, people would be like, this is terrible. Like I would, right? Like people would never, like if we put our name on this film and we gave the script to somebody, they'd be like, no, this is, this is like, what? <laughs> So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, but he can get away with it because he's got so much capital built up because he did Tenet and The Dark Knight and Inception. And mm -hmm. well, yeah, and he's done all these big films that have been really successful, but he's really trying to get away with something here, I feel like. And, you know, the question, like, I think we have to answer is does it, does it work? Does what he tried to do in this film actually work? Or yeah. did he kind of leave us not with enough to connect with to make the story work, you know? I don't yeah, know what you it, think seemed, of that. it seemed like this one was almost personal, like almost a personal project, because I remember reading in the trivia how he worked for years on this. And yes. usually when you when you pour years into something, that means that it means a lot to you. And um, so it seemed like, um, you know, he did his other projects, but this was like his favorite almost like I really want to get this time inversion project out. And so the the result is um i don't know it's it's to me to me it's it's because I, I just watched it again today I, i've seen it twice now and it's definitely one that requires unless you can pick it up like that like really fast requires a second viewing yeah and even then i don't i don't even understand everything um and also the fact that he puts he he does he has them do their own stunts and has very um practical special effects um, which he did it with Inception too. Um, it seems like he it, he he really does make it personal. And sometimes when it's when it's personal like that, it's almost hard to understand what it is they're trying to get across mm -hmm. because because at the same time at the end it it almost seems like 
they're setting up for a sequel or, you know, so I wonder if, if he wants to make this a franchise. That's what I wonder. It really feels, yeah, like this is the first glimpse we get of a bigger world, right? Yeah. Um, and so I guess we should probably sort of talk a little bit about some plot elements just so that we can kind of, I guess, go over all the things in the film that there are to talk about. So, like I said, this is going to be a spoiler discussion. Like, we're going to go deep into all of the things that happen, and we're going to go there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, just a warning to anyone, anyone who's watching, anyone who's going to be listening, we're going to go into spoilers. So, um, yeah, so the first scene in this film, right, they're at this Russian, like, this Russian, um, it's like an opera house, and, yeah. and the main character, whose name is the protagonist, Okay, right. <laughs> that's his name. That's right. the character's name. You never name. know what? his real name. Yeah, you just yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that is one of the core things that you just cannot get away with in a lot of like you and I could not get away with that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's our, kind of like oh, he's the protagonist. To say something right. <laughs> right. It is. It's very meta, right? It's a very meta kind of thing to do. Yeah. He should have just like, you know, a sign on his forehead that says, I'm the protagonist. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, really? I didn't get it. Okay. Now I know. <laughs> so, the yeah. This... shirt and everything. And the other thing, too, is like, you leave the film not really knowing what the character's name is. You're like, wait, yeah. what was his name? You get these other people, like Robert Pattinson's Neil, Elizabeth Debicki's Cat, and then David uh kenneth brenna it's like andre or something like that yeah but with him you're like wait what was his name and you look right. it up like protagonist like what <laughs> right yeah yeah i i don't know if he'll elaborate on that if 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 he makes it a franchise or if um Leia, like what you were saying like if, if he's trying to do something with that i'm not quite sure because if you know the audience knows that that the the main character is generally supposed to be the person you see everything through them and since he's going into it blind so are we yes so we already know what his role is so it's almost like maybe maybe calling him protagonist wasn't for our benefit but more for the benefit of the characters in there like the the arms dealer he was talking to maybe that was for them and maybe yeah. you know maybe if they do make it a franchise maybe eventually if he becomes like the leader of this tenant thing maybe that will be his role like instead of like mm -hmm. the director or whatever he's called the protagonist or something that oh I sure don't know. yeah i see what you're saying it's almost like in in james bond there's like m m is the head yeah. of mi5 and he's like m but more yeah. a more active sort like of like he he created his own um, his own job role or something, his own title almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, in the scene, there's so it's I guess basically it's the protagonist and these other Americans who are like secret agents or double agents. They're supposed to be working for these Russian people, but they're actually trying to to help this this person again. This mm -hmm. is sort of amorphous, right? We just see him sort of he goes in. He's posing as a Russian or something like that. He uh, then saves this guy when they're supposed to, I guess, sort of be killing this guy. Uh, he like he 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 tells the guy the the secret phrase like, "Oh, it's Twilight World," and then the guy's like, oh, oh, "Okay." So yeah. he <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he like saves the guy. He then um, 
this was interesting. So he then goes to get this item that this guy had hidden. And it becomes extremely relevant to the plot later. Right. The thing that the guy hit at Kochek, it, it was a piece of basically the MacGuffin, like the thing that everyone's chasing in the film. But we right. don't know that yet. So he gets this thing, this piece of the MacGuffin, before he knows that it's important. Mm-hmm. And then another thing happens. Um, someone pulls a gun on the protagonist, and then an inverted person saves the protagonist. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that they imply that that person was like the Robert Pattinson character. Yeah, but I that, still don't get that. <laughs> yeah, I, because there's this this thing that comes at the very end where we see the character that Robert Pattinson and he has his backpack with these like uh, it's, there's something very visually significant. And we yeah, see the same thing. thing mm-hmm. yeah. We see the same thing on that character in this scene at the opera house. But that just kind of makes me think like, what is the timeline in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he sees the um the inverted bullet, I guess, um, go backward, like go like yeah. Um and then he's like, What? Yeah. What? <laughs> he sees the he sees the bullet hole and then it inverts, and then the guy who was chasing him gets shot, but then the guy yeah. who saves him just runs away. So yeah. all this happens, and we we again we don't get any of it, right? When we first see this right. this movie, it's like okay, like none of it processes, <laughs> none of it makes sense, none of it connects. But these are all important things that we're supposed to sort of pick up later on in the film. Yeah, um, and I love that we are in a twilight world, or, or we live in a twilight world that doesn't have significance except for that they just want it to be a joke because of robert pattinson at least that's what i read and i think that's hilarious that you would actually put that in there oh my god just to make fun of, of edward cullen that is that is so funny man. Yeah, you can make the phrase anything you want what should we make it oh let's make fun of twilight yes perfect that is so ridiculous yeah this movie like on so many levels is just like yeah. what what so so then so he does this operation but he gets caught and he gets tortured by this guy this russian guy uh i don't know if you've seen the movie limitless but he's the villain in limitless this actor (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah so that's like where i knew him from um so he's torturing the protagonist and one of the protagonists sort of uh i guess comrades or whatever slips him the uh the pill Mm -hmm. the cyanide pill so he can kill himself so he after getting tortured, after getting his teeth pulled out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he, he takes the cyanide pill. He dies. Then he wakes up completely healed somewhere on a boat. And he's basically given another mission by someone, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. We still don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> the other thing, too, to me. So when I thought about this film, I was like, Okay, so what, did they just like put him in a time machine or something, right? How did he totally recover from that? Even he questions how he recovered from it, right? I don't know, because they don't really tell him. They're just like, it was a test. That's all they really say is that it was a test. It was a test. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I guess they got him out of there. And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) They don't really tell him how. Because I feel like that would would fix the problem, right? If they, because that's another thing too, how time works in this film. We see some people get close to death and then they, they they get in the time machine, they go backwards and then they kind of, they basically get healed, right? Like Yeah, the- I guess I guess they can because maybe it has to do with the way um, you're, I, I don't know. <laughs> I like know, it's confusing. Just one of many mind-blowing moments yeah. that you're just like, 
what? <laughs> because I feel like that's what happens to the Elizabeth Debicki character later on. We'll see she gets yeah. she gets injured. And they just put her, they're like, well, we can, can't we save her by putting her in a time machine? Like, well, no, you have to take her even further back. And like, well, we, we know of another time machine where we could do that. And yeah, it seems I like guess, that's kind of what they do. It, I was thinking that it reversed the inversion process that ha- that was affecting her. So it's like sure, whatever yeah. damage is being done just stops because, you know, or it, or it goes backwards, which is really forward. So it's healing itself. That's what I was thinking it was doing. I mean, it's not like she, yeah, she still has a scar, but it stopped spreading because of that. That's what I, how I interpreted it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't really tell you out they don't. that, you know, they don't outline it or anything. They're just like, let's do this. Okay. And then it works. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little, it's a little interesting. Um, but anyway, so at some some level, he comes back from the dead, right? Like, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Because I guess I guess it was just supposed to make him unconscious for a, for an amount of time, rather than actually mm-hmm. just kill him. Um, and it's funny because when I saw the trailer for this way back when, I thought he actually was dead because he says "Welcome to the afterlife" or something, and I thought maybe he was dead. Then this was actually an afterlife movie or something. So sure. it's funny that when I watched this, I was like. Oh, oh, he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is still alive, but it, it's really not explained why or how. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's just sort of he's back. I I feel like it. I to me, I think it has to be they put him in a time machine, and yeah, yeah, and it could have reversed the effect or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we see him get into trouble again later, and the inversion effect is able to sort of protect him yeah. because. It's so it's totally different. Like when you're inverted, everything is the opposite. Yeah. So something that would burn you freezes you. Something that would, uh, and I think I think we even see this is sort of jumping ahead a little bit, but we see there's a scene where uh, the protagonist gets into a fight and he starts bleeding from the fight before the fight happens. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's just like yeah another kind of cool thing. Like I just think it's kind of cool. Like you know it's gonna happen, but it's already too late or it's already like happening kind of. Yes. Yes. You see the effect, not the cause. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty but cool. it's still going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally, this movie is like, it's, messes it's with your mind. Yeah. It's crazy. It just totally messes with you. Um, so then we get to the scene where this, this woman, the scientist is explaining inversion to the protagonist. And that's a very interesting scene. So something that someone pointed out to me, and I'll get, I want to see if, what you think of this. So someone proposed the idea that, so the woman is showing him this thing, showing him the inverted bullets. Someone was saying that that slab of, um, of rock was from the final battle at the end of the film. And I was wondering, do you, do you think that was true? Or do you think it was just like some random inverted material? Or do you think that that had a connection to something else that happened in the plot, the stuff that they were using well, at that had, point? I'm sure it had to have a connection to something that is going to happen in the future, which would be that battle. Um, so it has. So even if it's not that battle, it, it's something that did that will happen. You know, from when he meets her, um, because it's inverted from um, inverted ahead of time. So it could have been that battle. Um, I'm not sure what the significance of that would have been unless um, it's just showing how everything 
always comes together. So it definitely, yeah, it, it, it definitely could have been that, that would, that would be really interesting. Cause then it, it shows that maybe that scientist has a bigger part, part to play than just someone there to explain what's going on. Cause all she does is show up and explain and then he leaves. Yes. So to it's expand really just, on her character would be interesting. Yeah. It's just like for our benefit, right. If for the, for the yeah. audience to really kind of understand what is going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like there to, I'm here to help you. Yeah. But like, I mean, there has to be people studying it. So it makes sense that there would be somebody there um, who knows what's going on. Cause they have, somebody's got to study it, um, you know, so that they don't like totally mess around with it and just, and the world even earlier than it would have I know, been. I know. <laughs> Someone's got to put a bottle been. on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and and so the way that they explain it is that um, there is this process where you can reverse an object's entropy so that it goes backwards in time instead of forwards. And so you can send all kinds of things, um, guns, bullets, bigger stuff that we see later, uh, like um even there's a inverted uh like boat um yeah and they have she shows him like tons and tons of material that they've collected that's yeah. been inverted um and this is part of this um cold war basically there is a it's almost like the future is in a war with the with our present yeah. and they are sort of meddling in a way that is potentially catastrophic yeah, Which it makes me think of Doctor Who a little bit, uh, especially his relationship with Neil. It makes me think of the Doctor yeah. and yeah. and um, River a lot. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm glad that I had a little bit that background so that I could kind of understand it a little bit. That kind of helped um, lay a foundation, um, at least for me, a little bit so that I wasn't totally blind going in. But um, uh, yeah, it does make me think of Doctor Who a little bit. So it's kind of like the protagonist is the new Doctor Who. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this is a very timey-wimey kind of movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, the time... The, the, I, I still do not understand the timeline of this movie. Yeah. I, I yeah, really... Because, because it's not it's not a simple, like, go back in time and fix something and then go back. It's, <sighs> it's literally things happening at the same time, but you see the effect um the backwards and the forwards not just the the present and then the future and then the past and the future it's like but literally the present and the past at the same time so that's a little bit new for me at least um and to watch it play out is really interesting i mean to watch a car it's the car isn't driving backwards it drove forwards <laughs> at some point but to your eyes it's driving backward like it's so hard to wrap your mind around it um but that, but it's it's really cool <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> at least this guy, Mister um, oh. Dr. Gaming. What is time really? I, that's a good question. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I feel like I feel like um, I feel like that's a question that uh, that that Christopher Nolan asks all the time. What exactly? Like he's obsessed with trying to find. He must be. He must yeah. be because he made a whole movie about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, so yeah, we're and, and yeah, at this point, the so then the characters, so then he sent off on his mission to like find out more stuff about this war. It's called and war. I like how mm -hmm. how he narrows down one arms dealer and it happens to be the right one, or am I like seeing something that's not really there? I don't know. 
That is definitely a plot convenience for sure. <laughs> is it, like, yeah, I wasn't Probably. sure if, if it was just me or if I missed something because because this is one of those movies too where if you miss one line, you might miss something really oh, yeah. important because then you know with the sound mixing and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, looks like she froze a bit here. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> um yeah she disconnected we'll probably she'll probably be back in a second hopefully there she is Oops, okay sorry. yeah it's all good it's all good um yeah if you just want to pick up where you left off <laughs> oh yeah i was just saying that um sometimes you might miss one line of dialogue that's really important um because like again like when they're getting to where how he narrows down the arms dealer um i don't know if i missed something but it just seemed like it was like well, good thing he happened to interrogate the right person, you know, because there could be how many arms dealers? Of course, in yeah. The world that uh, it, that was kind of, um, but you know, it, it. I mean, they do want to get from you know move the plot along, so it's like that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Especially because there's a lot of plot exactly. for us to get through in this movie. This is like a plot-based movie, pretty much. Yes, yes. So yeah, at some point he he finds the arms dealer. He meets Neil, who's played by Robert Pattinson, and so they come up with a scheme to get into this 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 well heavily guarded building to meet with this arms dealer who has information about the person they're trying to get to so they meet with who they think it is but it's actually the wife of this arms dealer she's the royal power behind the throne mm -hmm. and she kind of gives them some information to lead them on their way to um so basically it's this guy andre mm -hmm. he's the one who um is the prime antagonist of this film and <clears throat> he somehow is able to obtain this inverted material and the protagonist needs to figure out how pretty much and so then they the protagonist kind of sort of uh figures out stuff with the the elizabeth debicki character cat meets with her and he's sort of you know there's another scene where um another character who just serves to sort of get the plot along is uh what's his name um uh michael kane michael kane's character mm, he yeah. just gives him this long you know yeah dialogue. He, he yeah i guess explains how to get you have to use her to get to him and here's yes. how you can use her basically and then yes he leaves. yes exactly and we <laughs> never see him again another one that shows up and says oh here's what's happening audience okay bye yeah exactly in a very interesting scene like very hoity-toity british kind of stuff yes <laughs> um and so yeah he sends him on his way so so they so the protagonist needs to uh get with her but also sort of obtain like this painting there's something to do with this painting that that andre or something mm -hmm, that andre is keeping in um oslo in this like holdover uh, so there's these these airports that have these places where you can keep basically paintings and other very high high value items so that you don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. So Andre supposedly has the painting there. And so Neil and the protagonists come up with this scheme on how to get into basically where the vault would be for this this painting. And their plan is to crash the 747 into a building. To get a to painting. cause a distraction, yeah. To get a painting. When you ask guys to do a very simple task. <laughs> yeah. So first, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have to get a bomb, and then we're gonna get a plane, and then we're gonna have a tank hit the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get a painting, but it was yeah. cool. 
Yeah. So we we've talked a lot about like the the sound uh, mix in this film. So they're going to do this, you know, thing with the uh, they crash this plane, right? Yeah. <laughs> like as Bane yeah. said. Yeah. And man, this I've never heard a louder score in my life than when that plane was about to hit that building. <laughs> Like, yeah, and like I was saying, the second time I watched it, I feel like they played, they, for whatever reason, the sound system was louder this time. So, like, I thought I was going to walk out with, like, ear damage. I was like, ow, like, I didn't notice this last time, so it must be louder. Um, and so, I mean, it was still, still really cool to watch, but I was just like, yeah, this is super loud. <laughs> It is loud. Like the plane, the plane itself is loud, and then you add music over it. <laughs> it is loud. It is one of the loudest like moments I've I've ever seen in any film. Uh, it right, is overwhelming, right. but it's it's really kind of cool. Like I feel like it does oh, yeah. serve to get you sort of prepared for that moment. And they, and I think they really crashed a plane into a wall or something. They really oh, yeah. used a plane. Which is really cool. Like, you know, they, they use the special, or not special effects, they use real stuff. Um, yeah, you know, that real, was a real, real 747. Prop. Yeah. And they, wherever they were, they, they drove that thing into that building. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> they, they stuck a bunch of IMAX cameras on it, probably. And yeah. then they just said, here you go. <laughs> and it's, it's really cool. Like, yeah. that's something that Christopher Nolan does that no other filmmaker does. I mean, these... Yeah you know, in the dark night, flipping the truck. The yeah, dark night rises, can, that plane scene, yeah. The, yeah, and they can use this footage to study it, you know, like, you know, for film school and stuff like that, um, of how to make an epic scene without a green screen, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he said that there was zero green screen at all in this yeah. film, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's not, it's not that you can't do really um, great stuff with green screen, but it's like with the, you can make something as epic like, as this without it, then then great job. Yeah, for sure. So they crash the plane, and the distraction works. Um, while the plane is crashing, they dump a bunch of gold onto the ground. Gold bars. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. a wild scene. Just totally <laughs> fun. Is. And you see this one guy like picking up a gold bar. He puts it in his yeah. uh, in his backpack or something. <laughs> like why not? Who'll know? Who'll know? Everyone's yeah, focusing on the plane. I may as well yeah. steal some gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So that happens. And meanwhile, so they, uh, um, the protagonist and Neil, they're able to get into this place where they think is going to be a safe. Instead, they find a time machine, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They find a time machine and... And um, I don't think they know it is a time, or at least protagonist doesn't know it's a time machine until yeah. someone pops out of it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this was interesting too so yeah the protagonist and we the audience we have no idea right we have oh, absolutely and you know, you know mm -hmm. what i realized watching this the second time is when they're looking at the blueprints and he sees that there's this um blank spot in there and he said i don't know what that's for i don't know what that is and i realized oh oh that's the time machine that's where yeah. they had it built there so i was like oh and you pick things up a second time yeah so yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah they they leave a bunch of kind of clues for you but yeah. you're you're so overwhelmed <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's hard to pick up all this stuff 
So yeah, someone pops out of the uh, time machine. <laughs> well, on both sides, like they're on two sides of the time machine. So one pops out where Neil is, and one pops out where the protagonist is. And the protagonist gets into a, a backwards fight with this guy, and it's 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 right. wild. He's it, fighting it, backwards because I think, like he said, um, they didn't they didn't like film it, film him backwards, or like or like you know reverse play it. it backwards. Mm -hmm. He had people do stunts backwards which is really, really, that's dedication. You know, that's choreography oh, yeah. on a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. I think it's, that's great. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so cool to watch it. Like, I'm like, I'm, I don't know what I would do in that situation. It's so wild. It's mind boggling. <laughs> it's totally mind boggling. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, so yeah, the protagonist gets in this really cool backwards fight. Um, and, you know, again, there's all these small things you don't pick up. He stabs the guy, right? But you don't really notice that in our forward timeline until we see the backwards timeline that you notice that that thing happens because it, it has yeah. a, a repercussion later on. Um, so they get into this really cool fight. Like the gun goes off. He's flipping and all this stuff. We don't see who this person is that came out of the time machine. Yeah. Uh, but the protagonist basically kind of wins the fight. But then the guy gets sucked out of the building. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it's, what's funny, though, is, like, watching things um, happen backwards can be comedic. So that that's one of the moments where you're, it's like, you could put a Looney Tune sound effect yeah. in there. Like, what? Yeah, it's, that's exactly like, what it oh, is. wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's so, it's so unnatural look. So it's like our response is to laugh at it. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty convenient for, for the backwards timeline. It was pretty convenient for him that he was able to zoop in there. Yeah. And yeah. Out. Yeah. So that, and then the other thing, so this was really something that kind of, you know, generally speaking in any film kind of puts your alarm bells off, but you don't know where to place what happens. Um, Neil uh, sees the other guy and he chases him down and then you don't see who the guy is, but you can tell he knows who it is and he lets the person go. And then later, yeah. you know, the protagonist is like, oh, what happened to the other guy? Oh, I took care of him. Um, You're like, so sure you, he did. Yeah. So what do you think at that point? At that point, I was like, mm, I think this guy's a traitor. Um, what, what were your thoughts the first time you saw Hon it? Honestly, my thought was that it must be one of them because I'm like, okay, they're doing time stuff. Sure. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's either Neil saw himself and was like, oh, um, or he saw um, protagonist and was like, oh, I better not uh, mess up the past or whatever. I was thinking it had to have been one of themselves. Just And, and it's not because I was like, oh, that's kind of lazy, but more of like just thinking like, oh, you know, I wonder if they're fighting themselves at some point in time. Sure. Um, yeah. Just, just because it's like naturally, you'd think that that's where they would want to go with it, um, just to make it that more crazy. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Um, yeah, I was a little suspect of him, which I think is probably yeah. the intention, because then later yeah. on we sort of see the protagonist become suspect of Neil, because you can tell yeah, he's he's withholding information. He know, and even when they first meet, I noticed this time Neil knows what he wants to drink um and stuff like yes. that he so yeah yeah so kind of like um the protagonist you have your suspicions because he's like okay this guy just knows too much so as the audience member you're like all right yeah this guy has to know more than he's saying um and then it's it's also he says at some point he's like i had to have a master's in physics 
So it's like, okay, there's no way then somebody with a master's in physics who also happens to work in this intelligence division, whatever, CIA, whatever it is, of course they wouldn't recruit him for the time stuff because that just makes sense. Um, although at that point, I didn't know that he knew like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it, it was pretty cool that it's like he, it, it's almost like at this point, he, he still knows more than protagonist does um, just because protagonist is still kind of starting out uh, yeah. on that level and i don't i don't know if he has a master in physics he might but um he's he he's able to understand it pretty well for sure and then yeah there's some high level stuff right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so at this point um basically so their little plot failed but they kind of now they understand more of what's going on i think there's another meeting between um that the Indian woman, I forget what her name is, um, and the protagonist, and she sort of starts to divulge more information. Mm -hmm. And she says, yeah, so that was a time machine. Uh, Andre was able to create that because uh, basically someone from the future gave him that information. And that's what this whole, this whole film is really about, right? Is that he, that Andre is the one, this, this Russian guy, uh, he's the one who like is given this and he's he's now the conduit of these other people from the future to use it to basically globally destructive ends. And, you know, pretty much everyone's just trying to fight over this this technology, really. You yeah, know, that's that's really the long and short of what this what this film's really about. Yeah. And it's scary to think of what um, somebody could do with this, even someone with good intentions, like if somebody yeah. tried tried to you know stop world war ii or something it's like you know that's very noble intentions but you don't know the oh, effects the it would have you just don't know yeah so it's kind of like you, you know it's kind of like almost having the power of god you don't want any to have that power because we're going to screw it up mm -hmm. um and then and then now it's in it's in the hands of someone like him so it's like yes yeah, we, we definitely want the want to stop him basically yes and i think is either this scene or a scene later, um, she she describes to the protagonist, like the person in the future who invented this technology literally killed themselves because they yeah. thought it was so powerfully destructive. And then they then hit it in the past so that people would have a difficult time finding it. But, you know, later on, we'll find- all of it pretty quickly. So, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we're fighting over it. Now there's a cold yeah. war over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's, that's how we kind of get into <clears throat> some of Andre's, uh, like there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens, like, on, like, um, Andre and the protagonist meet, and then Andre kind of like, you know, threatens him and stuff because he thinks he's having sex with his wife. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, I can get you what you want. I can get you this uranium 431, but really it's not the uranium that he's after. It's, it's part of this algorithm that can allow you yeah. to completely control the, uh, inverted time stream. Um, but that's the protagonist's way in. So he gets in and then <clears throat> later on, we again, we learn more about him. He worked in the post-Soviet Russia and he was, you know, digging some, some uh, I guess, radioactive kind of area of the Soviet Union. And he finds this, I think they, they describe it later as, they call it a dead drop. Uh, which is bas mm -hmm. it basically it's like a way of transferring information from one person to another, but this is a dead drop of time. So like, if you tell someone I'm here 
someone from the future will send you something into the past there. Yeah. And so he finds this thing and he basically is able to, to take it and use it to make himself wealthy, understand things about the future, bring in these inverted materials and sort of do the bidding of whoever these future overlords are who want to destroy the, the past for whatever reason. Right. Um, and yeah, he, he's sort of doing their bidding now and it's made him wealthy, but he also, he sort of has these interesting motivations. Like he, like that's a part of it because he got cancer from doing all that work. And so he has a very fatalistic outlook on the world. And he's also mad at his wife for betraying yeah. him. And so he kind of wants to get revenge on her by destroying the world. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you think of him? What do you think of the character and his motivations, Slight, the bad guy? Slightly dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, so you, you got, you got your wife doesn't like you, so you want to blow up the whole universe? Okay, all right. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's almost kind of on the level of Anakin and Padme. You know, Anakin was like, well, she's going to die, so I may as well just take over the whole galaxy and just get really, really dramatic about everything. Um, yeah, it's kind of like... Especially because he's played by Kenneth Branagh, who is yeah. a very dramatic and Shakespearean actor. Yes, very um, experienced, and so he did he he did a wonderful job as this character. Not just not just um, because he's a great actor, but just he well yeah, but he just played such a like scary guy. Like honestly, especially the parts where he's abusing. Her, yes, her. I was like mm -hmm. I was just like cringing. I was like. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's kind of funny because I wonder if, you know, if they're going to do a sequel, if it's just going to get worse and worse, because then, you know, you at some point he's going to counter the people from the future um, who are doing this. And you wonder how much more, how, how, if they're going to be even more evil than this guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> or even in a different way, you know, because they're more about, I guess, destruction and he's more about, you know, like it's more personal for him. It's like, you know, wanting to control her and wanting to, you know, like he says, if I can't have you, then nobody can. Yes. So it's really an, an obsession. Um, and it, it's, it's very, it, it's kind of a, a motive that I, I almost feel like I haven't seen in a while. I, I feel like, you know, I feel like what they've done a lot with villains is try to make you sympathetic. Like, Oh, well, I see why they're doing that. But with this, it's really not sympathetic. It's more of like very, very unhealthy obsession and wanting to control somebody. So it just makes them even that that more spicable, you know. We totally and, hate um, him. Yeah. We we just like <laughs> yeah. from the jump, we hate this guy. Like we're like, nah. With the Russian accent and the the controlling <laughs> stuff. We're like, nah, man. I, I you know, Russian accent alone, I feel like I feel like Russians are like the one group where we're kind of still okay with like they're always the bad guy right <laughs> they've become kind of the universal bad guy now the russians <laughs> so um yeah, yeah. He, he did a great accent too yeah, the accent was pretty good yeah and the other thing too is like he you know like there's that scene where he's like about to beat her on the boat yeah it's just like really 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 bad stuff yeah it's like yeah. he you have you have all this all this shooting people and killing and blowing up, but then like a man like abusing his wife is just so personal that that yeah. to me it was so hard to watch stuff like that. Um, but you know they did such a good job portraying it and showing how you know the tension it was it was very real. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it just made you want him to be defeated even that much more. You know, it's not, you know, it's like, yeah, he wants to end the world, but he also beats his wife. It's like, you know what? Down with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like in the movie, John Wick, the first one, like they kill his dog, his puppy, and then he kills like 50 of them. Right. And right. so in, in the moral hierarchy of, of the audience, we're like, yeah, that's about even. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Yeah, we see this guy beat his wife, exactly. and we're like, "Yeah, I'm done with this guy. Let's yeah, no, let's kill him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> the faster he exactly. dies, the better we are. <laughs> yeah. So one other thing too that they kind of talk about is like, and I thought this was actually really interesting, like how people in the future can communicate with people in the past, and what they talk about is if there's any historical trace of where you were or what happened then someone from the future could basically send something to where you are or know or intervene at that moment. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take a phone call, if you, there's a bank transaction, if uh, there's, there's any kind of permanent proof of where you were at a certain time and place, then something from the future, some inverted thing can intervene at that moment. Um, and we'll see that come into play later on. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting way to deal with like the time travel element, right? Yeah, it makes it a little bit more realistic um, because you have to account for technology and how not only yeah. is it just incredible right now, but how much more incredible could it be in the future? Yeah. So it's like you can't really hide anything. We already we already have our whole lives on social media. So in the future, it's like who knows what's gonna be open to the public yeah there's some crazy i was watching this this series recently and it it was like sort of a cop drama and you know it was sort of about this person who got framed for a murder that they didn't do but they kind of you know the typical thing they kind of freaked out and they did dumb mistakes so they kind of look guilty um Mm -hmm. but part of it is like they're trying to prove where he was and what he did and everyone's cell phone your signal bounces off of um, different towers. So when you move around, that okay. your, if you have a cell phone with you, it it basically gives a map of all of your movements. If your phone, just your phone being on, you don't have to call people. Um, and the police will use that basically against you. If you're like, they'll say, oh yeah, this, this proves that you were here, 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 and here. Right. Um, and this just sort of came to my mind with, with, uh, with this type of a film, if you just think of all the stuff that you do on a daily basis that leaves a trace, there's a lot. Yeah, definitely. It also makes me think of um, when I had Netflix at the time um, and I, I was watching Travelers, which is a time travel show. It's really interesting, but they use a lot of, uh, in the future, they'll use technology to find exactly where people were so that they can like go back and not possess their bodies, but kind of take their consciousness transfers to their body the moment mm. they died. And they're able to study who the person was by looking back wow. um, on using sh- social media to study who this person was. And because of death records and stuff, I guess they're able to track exactly when the person's body was totally dead. Um, so the consciousness transfers at an exact moment so that they basically have this body now. Um, and they use they use technology in a point where it, ma- it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. I mean, not that I think that that's possible, 
But if it were possible, that's probably about how you would do it, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's some real interesting stuff. I thought that was, again, like <clears throat> this film is so plot heavy. It's kind of hard yeah. to like not really key in on these kind of concepts and the details. Mm. But, yeah. you know, when you have time, if you see it a second time, I, I feel like this is a film you kind of have to see it at least twice. To, to, yeah, it was to get... it was so much easier to understand on my second viewing. It's like, yeah, I still didn't understand everything, but it some of it was like, oh, OK, now I see. OK. Um, yeah, it just so. it starts to make more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So so in the plot, so Andre and um, the protagonist, like they they're gonna they're gonna do this this exchange where he's gonna give um andre the uranium or whatever what it and andre is going to i don't know take it and I, I forget what the exchange would exactly be but basically they don't trust each other but they're gonna do this exchange and um right. <clears throat> andre and and cat is going to be the go-between because the protagonist trusts cat and no one else and then we get another really messed up scene with Kat and Andre, mm -hmm. where Andre takes her into this this place, basically where the time machine is, another one of the time machines. And he, he she pulls a gun on him. Um, and there's this really interesting line where he says, like, you know, you you your anger is turned into despair, so I know you're not gonna you're not gonna shoot me. So he attacks her and he just starts beating on her in another very messed up scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he kind of basically takes her hostage. Uh, and then yeah. this, we see, we see the, the scenario play out, right? They, um, <clears throat> they go and they sort of, they stop this vehicle, everything's going well. And then these other cars come at them. And part of, part of it is, um, Andre and he's holding her cat hostage. <clears throat> um, and the protagonist gives up the gives up the whatever it is basically the mcguffin gives up the mcguffin to him right yeah mcguffin 2.a yeah <laughs> it's like it's the yeah it's, it's like MacGuffin, it yeah mcguffin um eight eight a or something yeah. um so he gives up the thing and then we see the back the the car crash happen in reverse yeah. and we don't know what it is but you know at this point we see the car crash happen um the protagonist has to save uh cat because she's in this car that's gonna about to run into someone mm -hmm. um the protagonist saves her at the last moment then okay so this 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 really i still don't understand then uh, neil says the the cavalry has arrived and some other people come and they help him out they help out the protagonist and um and and neil and he they kind of save yeah. him and then yeah but i know i when I was watching the second time, it's like they're out of the. And you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, there's more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you thought it was over? No. It's not over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so then they they go into the time machine. They they sort of take over the time machine. Uh. But well, so the protagonist goes into the time machine. He gets taken hostage. Um. Andre sort of accosts him for information. Uh. He gives. He he sort of he lies to Andre, but sort of, um, I don't know. You, you can tell that in the end, Andre's gonna get the MacGuffin or whatever. He shoots Kat, right. she's injured, but then the, the people come in and they, they help him take over the time machine. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I don't even remember the 
I still don't know. Like, I, <laughs> that's something it's I still don't understand the, who these people yeah, are. Yeah, the Tenet Squad. <laughs> They're the, they're the, they're the Twihards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but at least they're able and they can have yes. some more stuff to protagonists how to deal with the world when birded. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's led by Aaron Taylor-Johnson, yeah. um, who I wasn't expecting to see. So it was kind of, uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of a good sight. I was like, oh, it's him? Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who he is or why he's here, but I'm, I'm at least kind of down. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's not shooting at what? Yeah. Yeah. So the protagonist sort of, um, and this is an interesting thing too. Like they, they say like, if you go into a time machine, you have to see yourself come out or you don't, you don't, you shouldn't yeah, go I in. I thought that was really cool. They're like, yeah. Sure. You, which is interesting too, because a lot of times stuff like with Harry Potter, make sure you don't ever meet yourself or crazy or something. Um, and this one, it's like, no, you need to make her side. Or, uh, it means you died. Or something yeah. bad happened, yeah. Yeah, you, you spontaneously combustion the oxen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then they explain all these rules. Uh, again, more sort of exposition. There's an exposition woman uh, from the the, the tenant squad, <laughs> and she just gives them the rundown. You're yeah. you're gonna when you when you drive, you're gonna it's gonna appear you're driving backwards to everyone else. You're gonna have to wear a mask because the oxygen isn't gonna work otherwise. Um, you're gonna feel weird. Um, things are inverted. So if you get burned, it's going to feel cold. If you, if you freeze, it's going to feel hot, all this stuff. So, yeah. so he goes and, in and protect says, mm -hmm. very quickly, but I still caught it. You are inverted the, to remind yourself the world is still normal, but you're in that just, it, it's yeah. kind of, it's interesting to, to remind yourself. Yeah. Um, and then, so then he goes into the, the world inverted to try and, you know, intervene. Uh, and it's it's an interesting scene when he first goes in there inverted. Like you see s birds flying backwards. Uh, yeah. He 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 steps in a puddle and then the splash goes inward. Right. Um, yeah. He gets into this car and it starts and then he starts driving, but it's all very. You can just yeah. it feels strange. Yeah. They do a good job of creating this kind of this yeah, this. The world is it's not, but you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just the subtle things, right? You know, and even like the way the car, it's very rickety when it's driving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the protagonist, he, he tries to intervene, but he fails. Like it, it was just, you know, it's kind of one of those inevitable things. Um, yeah. And his car gets blown up by Andre and somehow they save him or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of funny. I wonder, didn't Andre know? He, uh, unless um, he just intended for him to die of hypothermia. Um, but yeah, he lights lights it up and almost freezes to death. Almost. Um, mm -hmm. Which for me, it's so funny. Like I feel, but I almost feel like that was a touch with like there's supposed to be fire, but it's like ice. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like Elsa showed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, with the with the powers. But I, yeah, exactly. But it's kind of they they just they go quickly where it's mm -hmm. like oxygen. Mm -hmm. But but then you'd think about it, it's like if chemicals are reacting. It wouldn't just be oxygen. It'd be every so like, yes. what about the chemicals in your body? Or what if, it's like, wouldn't you? What about you know? You have a, a thing in so that you don't see upside down. You know, oh, what if it got that, flipped? Yeah. So what if that it's kind well, of the, like you. Have, yeah, it's like they think these details, and it's like, what about although it's kind of like don't read into it that much. Yes. But at the same time, it's, it was almost funny. It's like, oh, okay, now he's frozen. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, there's a lot that happens in this scene. 
And it's it's a little overwhelming because I almost forgot yeah. to talk about the the tenant squad guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, so again, the protagonist is very he's like to Neil, someone's not telling me something because they knew everything that was gonna happen. So who talked? And Aaron Taylor Johnson's like, Well, what happened is they did a temporal pincer move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still Oh, I think I this one actually makes sense to me, so I, I think I can explain it. Okay. So the, te- the way a temporal pincer move works is like, all right, so let's say that um, I'm driving down. Okay, I'm driving somewhere, and then uh, I end up running into traffic. So then my my future self, my inverted self, goes backwards and is able to, to tell myself, hey, don't go that way because of traffic. Go this way. And mm-hmm. so they meet in the middle, right? So if there's a battle, we go into battle in the normal timeline and then i know everything that's going to happen in the battle so then i come inverted i come at the other end and so then we meet in the middle we both so because the inverted person knows what's going to happen they're able to act with more intelligence okay um so so pretty much there's someone going forward and then there's someone going backward and then the 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 pincer is that at some point they both meet um, okay. now, it's, it's a little wonky, yeah. But not really. They're not really affecting the past. Effect. Hmm. The past. It, it all. So yeah, the way the time works in this universe, all of it happens sort of simultaneously. So because Andre made the point of trying to do the pincer move, yeah. Uh, and he, like, we see him after he beats up his wife. He's like on the phone. Tell me everything that happened exactly as it happens to the yeah, guys okay. in the truck. So because he did that, we see everything sort of happen simultaneously. If he didn't do that, then they would have the, – the operation would have gone off the way that they wanted it to go off. They would have stopped the, the truck, gotten, the, the, gotten the, the thing, and nothing would have happened. But because he did that, we see him intervene later on to stop them okay, yeah, from getting away with okay. – <clears throat> it is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Even on my second okay. – it is confusing, um, but yeah, the pincer move—that's that's like a really big part of the because that that comes up again later, and yeah, these things—I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> there's there's yeah. a lot. To... There is. <laughs> there is. Um, yeah, and so then yeah, the protagonist—he got hypothermia from a car exploding, but again, he survives that as well. He survives that, and then there's some more exposition. They're talking about how to save her, how to save Kat. So they have to go all the way back to the time machine that was in uh, Oslo in the airport to, to, to basically take her back far enough to save her. And so they're going to do that while there's this long expositionary thing about the grandfather paradox and all this other stuff. Yeah, and that, that made Doctor, not just Doctor with like a end game. Yeah, because of how they talked about time stuff was kind of like there. It's kind of like they're, you know, to the audience almost like it doesn't. You think it does? Kind of like mm-hmm. every every opinion or thing you think you understand about time travel, it doesn't work. Like you know, that's all fiction. So this is how it really works. That that's kind of how I, the purpose. Of yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> right, right. Because yeah, at some point Neil says, you know. It, it, just, it gets really deep. He's saying like, oh, well, we don't know because there's the theory of multiple uh, timelines. So we don't know how mm-hmm. when people's thoughts manifest and that would change things. 
Um, and basically what he says about the grandfather paradox is like, you know, cause, cause the protagonist is like, well, wouldn't killing us destroy them? And they're like, well, they don't think that they want to destroy us. They just want to like gouge our eyes out, break our knees and, and throw us off a cliff. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like there's many times in this film. So like the scene with that, that, that woman that the protagonist meets at the very beginning where she says, you know, don't think about it, just feel it. Right. He, she says yeah. that to him. Yeah, and, she, even if you start to end it, there's going to be even more that you're going to have questions. So it's like, don't even yeah. try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in this scene, Neil, Neil's like, like the practice, like, I don't understand. He's like, yeah, try, try getting some rest. That'll help. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, just give your brain a break and your body. Yeah. That was so funny. Um, it, it's almost like the concepts are so high level that, you know, you can't understand. You just got to live it and see it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, the, um, mm -hmm. oh yeah, well, going back to the airport. Yeah, and this is when the protagonist, he wakes up and then he starts bleeding, um, which is really interesting. And again, we sort of, so then they, they're, they're inverted and they're going back into the time machine in the, uh, at Oslo. And now we see the other side of how, now we know it was the protagonist who was fighting himself. And we see mm -hmm. the fight from the other point of view and um, the fight happens. We see it all go go happen backwards. We see him stab himself, yeah. and then we see him go into the time machine. And on the other side, we see uh, Neil watch um, the protagonist run away. Interesting yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool how exactly um, or is happening now. It's so cool. it's so funny because like I guess I guess he knew he was gonna have to fight him. Do what all his sure yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, oh, I can do that. I can fight myself. Up. And then, and then the um, the door. I, he remembered how. So he was like, "Oh, that must get out of." Um, has kind of. Or no, that's how we got in. You mean through the through that little gate or whatever? Like when he got yeah. sucked out. Yeah. So yeah, and in, in this one, he gets sucked and pushed into himself. Okay, right. That's okay. Yeah. And yeah. then he gets out by going into the time machine and coming out on the other side and meeting with Neil. Okay. That's how he. <laughs> it's okay, very yeah. strange. So yeah, another thing to kind of go back a little bit, but that's relevant in this scene again, at that point in the, in the, in the middle of the film where they're, um, they were trying to get the MacGuffin, they, um, they hear someone on the radio and, um, you know, they're in like Estonia or something. And then the protagonist says to Neil, I thought you could speak Estonian. And he says, no, it's not Estonian. They're speaking backwards. Mm. This was another thing. So inverted people, when you interact with them, or or someone who's inverted interacts with someone in the in, in that's not inverted, the the they sound like they're speaking backwards. Right. And the same thing happened in the scene with Cat uh, and Andre when he was yeah. holding her hostage for information. And I guess it goes out through that translates. Translate. Yeah. 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 Very strange. And so that happens again. So at the at the last thing that happened in the forward before um in the non-inverted timeline with the protagonist was like the protagonist says to the the guy who ends up being himself like who are you what do you know what's going on and then he gets sucked out and now in this time we see him say all that but backwards right right yeah <laughs> and then the fight so happens weird. yeah it's so strange <laughs> all this it's just it's it's yeah it's crazy it's it's really like there's all these weird layers in you it's so much. It's so much plot for you to handle. Yeah. No wonder it took on it, you know. 
because you have to put a lot yeah, of work into them. You do. Yeah. You have to, uh, I mean, yeah. Cause then you have to think about, okay, how do I play this scene backwards? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What are all the implications? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's really complicated. Um, so at the end of the scene, they're able to get Kat into the machine and save her. And now they're sort of um, on the last leg of their mission. So the protagonist meets again with Priya, who's the, the arms dealer. Mm-hmm. And she explains to him that the algorithm was broken up into nine pieces. That was one of the things that he gave to Andre was a piece of the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Priya wants the algorithm to be created because she wants to control it herself, basically. Because it's like the ultimate weapon. And um, so they want, so Priya wants the, the algorithm to be put together. Um, the protagonist knows where it's going to be put together, but he's not sort of telling her that. Um, let's see. So there was, yeah, there's nine pieces of it. And okay. So, so the big thing too, is like, once the algorithm is created, it's, it is the ultimate weapon. You can destroy the entire world with it. Yeah. You can destroy the world. Power just crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get into the final scene of the film and again, more super intricate plot stuff. So they need Kat to go on this boat and meet with him. Yeah. And stop him from killing himself too soon. And he has a dead man switch. So if the switch goes off, if he dies before they control the algorithm, he's going to destroy the world. Um, So they need her to stop him from dying too soon. Mm -hmm. But they do need her her to kill him eventually. So they send her on this this part, that part of the mission. She's sent to go onto the boat and stop him from killing himself. They go and they basically it's basically like a war, right? Like that's the only way I could describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess those guys, people in present time and the inverted were there all Yeah, see that's what's cool is that like again things happen well they're not it's not happening at the same it just looks like it is. Um because usually when it's time travel it's like you just see effect of what somebody did, but now you're actually seeing what um in real time. It's just it's really cool how it works. Yeah, it's really it's it's really interesting. Yeah, they run an inverted pincer move mm-hmm. on basically where Andre is holding the algorithm where he's gonna he's he's decided and Kat figured this out. He's decided that there's this exact moment where she betrays him that he wants to ha- be the moment where he ends the world. Yeah, and everything is leading up to that moment basically. This this thing and she even talks about it before. Like she talks about seeing a woman jump off a boat and not seeing him anymore. And they had just been in a fight, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And so she figures out, oh, this is the moment that he wants to do it to destroy the world. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so this battle goes on. And this is some really cool stuff. <laughs> they it do. is so cool. Even when I'm not, I'm, I don't, I didn't need my second view. Yeah, I still don't understand. <laughs> it is, it is so wild. Like you see a building explode, you see an inverted explosion. And yeah. then the building explodes again in a different way. <laughs> Right, it's like it puts itself back together, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah, I created it red so that you know exactly who is who um, for their benefit too, because they needed to know, they needed to blue people or invert. Um, so it made yeah. it easier, a little bit, to understand um, how that worked. And then it is also that part with where the car was talking at them. Well, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think I remember the first time, I feel like that's a good guy. And then yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they should stop. Uh, yeah, but of course they don't. Oh my gosh, that guy's a good. Um, and then it turns out that that was Neil. Yeah, just like oh crap. 
<laughs> yeah, he's trying to stop them. So I, I think whatever happens in this battle becomes... I don't really still understand it exactly. Yeah. I know that a lot of, yeah, I know Neil does a lot of stuff. Neil, like, sort of, so. He, he said he switched halfway because at the end of the battle, he doesn't just decided to, right? Yeah. So, well, so he starts on the non inverted team. That, okay. that's, he's part of the non inverted team at the beginning. Um, and then he sort of sees things that are happening and he has to sort of intervene to save them. Like, uh, I think it's basically uh, protagonist and whatever, oh, Antonio oh, yeah, Johnson. No, because cause he gets inverted and then it turns out that he was the down there that got shot. Got killed. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because when he goes on, he's basically like, it's so hard for me to wrap my head. Yeah, so he's going to get in a, he's going to get on that plane, get in a time machine and then go back inverted into that yeah, battle so when you're and die. Him inverted, you see he goes down there and gets shot, but the other, the, the Neil he's talking to at the end was actually uh who hasn't been inverted yet so he's gonna go back and play that whole thing out yeah <laughs> like, it, your brain just explodes <laughs> i know <laughs> just hearing you describe that my brain just like probably doing like oh but i what it is is that he's talking when he talks to Nint and neil's like telling him, oh yeah i've known for years um, yes Obviously, that he dies. So yes. even though he already watched him die, Neil knows that he's so he knows that he's gonna go through all of this again and get shot. Yeah, really yeah. Sad. I was like, yeah. So so in the end, he he's he's gonna go and get shot, but save them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's it's blows your mind. It just blows your mind. And I feel like also again going back to the very beginning of the film that scene in russia with the uh at the uh whatever you call it i forget the the i guess it's an opera house. concert yeah the yeah. opera house neil is there at that scene and he saves the protagonist yeah. he's there and he saves him and it's and he's dressed exactly like he is at that battle right with his, his inverted self <clears throat> so it feels like the timeline of neil is he he goes he keeps going backward he goes, yeah, yeah, he keeps going backward. You know what? I almost feel like what it is is that he, he, the end, we see the end of him there when he dies, but I think he keeps going backward and then he meets the protagonist way in the past and then goes back forward. And yeah. it's almost, it's almost like we're seeing the end for him, right? Yeah. And we're and seeing the beginning for like the protagonist. The doc, it's like the first time he kissed her <laughs> is like the last, you know, or like the first time that. Um, that he meets her, or no, that she, well, not the last time, they're, they have opposite timelines, even when they, their timelines, so it's kind of like, uh, Neil's known him for years, but the protagonist him for however, you know, we yeah. or whatever it's been, um, and, in uh, so the protagonist is going to continue to know, but for, but eventually, kind of like, again, with the day is coming that the doctors mean he's going to know everything about me, at some point, the protagonist is going to recruit me, because he's going to know everything about him. He's gonna be like, if I don't recruit him, the world's gonna end. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, and it's again, it's like it's working on such a high level that yeah. it's so hard to get all of that out of it the first time you see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> D seeing. I was, I was actually because I wasn't, my brain wasn't working so hard. It was just more of like catching mist. Um, so you know, everything, you know, not everything, a lot more to it that before. Of course, you're just like trying. Yeah brain of it so yeah seeing it a second time is yeah totally so, uh, yeah and so basically to put a button on like the the main part of the plot so they 
they're able to succeed because Cat um, is on. So Neil sacrifices himself so that they can succeed, and then Cat um, basically completes her part of the mission. She um, intervenes right when they get the algorithm. She shoots and kills. Um, she shoots and kills Andre. And there's another sort of callback to that scene where he beat on her, where she's like, do you see fear or despair? And then she shoots him. She's able to finally do it. And that's like the one real character moment in the film um, is that she is able to change and like get over herself and like really defeat this guy. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah, shoots him. I loved watching. I mean, she knew she was saving the and she basically basically had to act to pretend she wanted him back and stuff like that and um, and then she had to ensure that she did all this for and passed yes and stuff yeah like so she yeah. shoots him she slides him off the boat and when she slides him off the boat he like hits his head on the boat the side oh, of the boat oh that's right yeah he like over and yeah that day <laughs> yeah and then they take his body and they're they're off and they've saved the world um yeah and that's sort of well let me so mr uh this guy he has this question uh is is it similar to memento um i would say it's not similar to memento i would say that the film it, it's it's more of a conventional plot but the it, in terms of the the like memento is just a movie except backwards this film is like the plot elements are very intricate. Like there's a lot of stuff in every plot element because there's so many things happening on so many levels of time. Yeah, like, there are scenes that, but they're only backward perspective of the person in the present. So kind of like when he says, when they see the bullet in the glass, he says it hasn't happened. So yeah. Basically how you summarize the scenes that are backward. It's, it's not that people are actually moving backward from your perspective. It's backwards because it has not happened yet. Yes. But for that person who's moving backwards, it's actually getting to them the present, um, whenever that is, whether it's um, going to be, you know, like in, in, in the airport, it was a weekly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It could be any time. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, and yeah, it was definitely, and I mean, it bends your mind, kind of like memento. It it's bend, like, yeah. you, you're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> and sort of the ultimate sort of the thing at the end of this film is that, the protagonist then says that he recruited himself. <laughs> I guess like, he did, yeah. So I guess you could say this whole, so like the the test was him testing himself in the future, oh, right? But maybe he will. Maybe he, maybe he's going to go back and be the master. I don't even know it yet. Maybe, maybe he is the one who comes up with Tenet. Who knows? It, maybe they'll do a whole, you know, like with Doctor Who, where they tried to say this music uh, gave him, or somebody gave him, from the future and so he played it but then it's like but where did the music who wrote yeah. it? kind of like that so tenet you know he heard it from this guy but if he gave it to that guy it yeah i mean that that guy right the guy the first guy who he sees after he comes back that guy had to have worked for himself in the future right yeah it's like where did he go yeah so there's so much franchise there's so much to do with it um, so it would be really cool to see them really expand on it and um, and you know whether they go to the past or do with it because really the possibility there really are um it, and it, it it really twists your brain <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> so i guess what were your overall feelings now that you've seen it twice about the film um definitely that it's to study kind of you know like 
as far as do with the, you know, just this concept of, you know, not just, not just the, I don't want to say cliche, but you know, the idea of time travel that's been done in so different ways, but the idea of inverting an object to the point where that affects, so it's not the time travel thing. So, so the, the concept of plot around is so cool. And I, you know, I feel like it, it was definitely epic. It, it wasn't trying to be like cool action. It, I don't think it was trying, you know, a phenomenon. It, it, it's really just, you know, let's take this idea and can do with it. Um, and make it really big and um and I'm, I'm hoping that they do more stuff with this it would be interesting if they did for sure because like just thinking about now that we've talked about it and i feel like we've really kind of fleshed out a lot of stuff that's there there's a lot there right yeah um the thing that just came to my mind now too was like <clears throat> you know who's to say that like the character like neil who's to say that he's basically from our present right right that's true like he could, him and these other Aaron Taylor Johnson and the the Tenet Squad, they could all be from the future, pretty sure, much. Yeah, it's like in the past or the future. He could be. You know, that would. Yeah, it's like you could do a lot of stuff with. And even yeah, this, and you know, the scientist from. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe she's related to that scientist future who invented it. You know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, the even crazier thing too is like, you know, what if someone because someone put this stuff in the past, that's how someone created the technology. You know. Yeah. yeah, I know that would, <laughs> but that would be. Yeah, it's like the you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot to think. Of. Like, what if yeah. that person? What if that woman was a person who ends up inventing the time inversion technology? Yeah, and then by just like, studying the stuff. What to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't they know. Say, they say truth, is, so it's kind of like even if it seems like it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things. Yeah. So go crazy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, putting a button on our conversation, like overall, I, I really, the one thing that I wish was that, you know, we started this talking about like characters and stuff. I felt like there's sort of, most of the characters are kind of flat. Um, he gets accused of that Christopher Nolan, a lot of creating flat characters that are just there to like, you know, mm -hmm. speak the exposition. Um, but I feel like in inception and I feel like those are the two films I would compare the most. They're both yeah. high, high, high concept sort of takes on like Inception is a really high concept um, heist movie. That's that's all it is. Yeah. And this is just a really, really high concept spy movie. Um, right. All the same elements are kind of there, but that's what it is. In Inception, there was definitely still a elements of emotional sort of resonance with like the main character cop. Like he had this 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 thing with his wife that he couldn't get over because he committed inception on her and it led to her killing herself and he couldn't get over that and it led to him not yeah. being able to see his kids in this with the protagonist and neil and these other characters there's no real emotional core for them they are just you know like james bond or whatever <laughs> right they're just the spy yeah. who's who's there to save the world he probably yeah. did that on purpose i think honestly but yeah, yeah. Most of the emotion is cat, because uh, that's the plot. Is the fact that they they can use her to kill him, um, and they wouldn't be able to do that without there it is. So there's a lot of emotion with her. But I mean, yeah, it's like the protagonist. I know. Uh, yeah. And you know, he is mysterious. So is Nia. and it's like yeah. I mean, and they both. Mm -hmm. I love the the line when when she says, "Oh, our dollar holiday," and he's like, "Where'd you go, Mars?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like that was a good. But it's like, yeah, it's like kind of like with Inception. Like, I don't remember any from Inception. I remember the actors and I remember, but it's like, yeah. I don't know 
characters. So it's like with this, it's like, unless it's a really well-known franchise, it's like in a few years you might, oh yeah, that was a really cool, I don't remember anyone from it, yeah. but it's really cool, <laughs> you know, so, except for protagonist. That's the movie I've seen where the main character is the protagonist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Very meta. Like if, if, yeah, if they do stuff with it, it might become more fleshed out characters, but um, as it stands, it, it's kind of like, yeah, so plot driven yes. um, that hold the same kind of icon characters as, as other films, but um, but you know there was yeah and they but that doesn't mean I've, at least for um again it's like you have i guess four core well, they all worked for me. it's like the other just um were just there again for exp so it's like thanks <laughs> thank you yeah, for showing yeah. up and explaining <laughs> yeah yeah because like yeah these these concepts are like hard yeah okay cool i think i think that's I think we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> we covered everything to, to say on Tenet so far. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we can understand. What well, little we could understand. I mean, there's a lot to. Yeah. There's so much. Oh my God. There's so much. Um. Cool. So yeah. Do you have any yeah. parting thoughts? Any last words? Um. Not really. Just that if you're watching, sorry, and you haven't seen the movie, sorry, but definitely, definitely check it out. Like if you like to definitely think. Um. So yeah. Um, and also again, thanks for inviting. Me. Yeah, I love to just talk about about this. Yeah, for sure. This has been fun. It's been really illuminating. I feel like I, I sort of understand things better now, now that I've talked it through a little bit. Um, there's still there's still a lot <laughs> that I don't get. Um, at some point, someone's got to explain the timeline to me. I still don't get it. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can get Christopher Nolan have a tea special where he gets down and that would. Yeah, that probably would help. Honestly. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, I think it's time to sign off. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening. And, um, you know, we'll probably come, I'll come to you guys with another, another video in the future, but, uh, for now, uh, have a good night wherever you are, whenever you are. So thanks a lot. Take care. Yep. Have a good night.